Hell yeah, you're here, James. Starting in about 42 seconds. This is the I Have COVID show. And I have a good fucking time. December 7th, night. And a question of psychopath. I love you so badly. I got me. Because I gotta lean forward to kill the music But welcome to the podcast everybody This is Keith Pazel uh, I have COVID-19 You can hear I got a little more radio-ness to my voice Maybe it'll help Maybe long COVID will be the thing that fucking cracks my radio career Why do you sound so good on radio? Well I have permanent lung damage uh, That's how it helps I didn't smoke cigarettes like the DJs They earned it They would smoke 37 packs of cigarettes a day I just got uh, covid uh, yeah, LFG. Let's fucking go. That sounds like some, like, soccer team. Left Hammond Witch. Uh, oh, yeah. That brought my high back. Hell yeah, that brought your high back. Fire up a doobie. I'm high, too. Uh, the weed's been affecting me in weird ways. Fade that music out there. Like, here's the thing. First of all, everything's a COVID symptom. We found out over these past, this past week. Like anytime, uh, I'm, we've been farting and burping and we'll just go on a whim. Oh, Google, I wonder if that's like a, a symptom of COVID. And then you look and you're like, it absolutely is. 100% is. Uh, we don't have the, the noise in the background. I apologize. It is the COVID show, everybody. Oh, no. Uh, we're, right now, though, we got, we've been watching movies all day. We watched Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, very good movies. I've been into cars lately, so it's a good meeting of the of the interests. Uh, it's nice to see Christian Bale have a British accent in a movie for once. A Christian Bale, a hundred percent. Yeah, he. Well, that's how much of a method actor he is. Larry didn't know that he was British. She didn't know that. You're like, damn, dude. Well, hello, Larry. She didn't know. Cause even, cause that's how he is. If he's doing a, a movie where his character is American, he'll do all the press in an American accent. Like during the Batman Begins and stuff. Yeah. 
He only, yeah, he's straight up. If you've seen him fucking do his his, well, we should watch his Oscar speech. Thinking of that, I'll look up Christian Bale's Oscar speech because he gets all emotional. But he's like the most fucking chimney sweet motherfucker of all time. Here, let's get this fucking put her give give, give Larry a little volume. Give you guys. It's a commercial, so we can have it going on in the background. Ford vs. Ferrari is a very good movie. I also apologize real quick up top. The last episode got hacked by YouTube. I had to cut 30 straight minutes out of the episode. NCIS is a red flag. So I'm looking into the pricing. I talked about it to the president of the chat, James Bailey. He approves. We're saving funds. And within a year, I want to start privately hosting the show. So we can do whatever the fuck we want. Look, if 40 people are only going to listen, you might as well get the whole fucking full show. Uh, look up that Christian Bale. A three cheese blend with melty nacho cheese sauce and double the seasoned beef. And it comes in spicy. It's like we read your mind. Try the new $2 cheesy double beef burritos now at Taco Bell. All right, here, I think I got it. Yeah. This is when he won for the boxing movie. I think it might have been his first. Let's fucking unmute this. We'll go over. This is going to be a treat. Because, yeah, I didn't know he was British either. Everyone who makes those Batman movies is British. They're stealing all of our roles. You worried about the Chinese, the Mexicans? It's these British fucking fops you got to worry about. Yeah, he's British as fuck. It's not even proper British. He literally sounds like he's going to fucking spew chimney dust when he talks. I'm going to give you a little bit more volume. Jack Nicholson, Sean Connery, Denzel Washington, who were for Yeah, we got it. Look at that fucking beard, dude. That's not even COVID. That's like for fun. He did that beard for funsies. John Hawks, Winter's Bone. John Hawks in the movie about how he's trying to find a dead body. The kid. Here goes to. Christian Bale, the fighter. I was pumped for this because it's always nice when someone gets recognition for playing a crackhead. They were so close to my childhood. This is the first Academy Award and nomination for Christian Bale. Oscars are probably going to cut this out of YouTube, 100%. We're already, we already got a mark for me to edit out. This is already why we need to privately host these videos. They're already attacking us. What are we fucking nine minutes in? They're attacking our show. Bloody hell. Wow. What a room full of talented and inspirational people. What a room full of blouses and trousers and it. A little ball up for people and what the hell am I doing here in the midst of you? It's such an honor. Uh, I'm, I'm on me head right now. Uh, David O. Russell, what a great spirit, you know. On the set. He abuses people on set and you know how I appreciate that. Just, just fantastic and thank you so much, mate, for making the work that all of us actors did actually mean something, you know. I mean, that's the director's job of translating it to the audience and making it mean something. Thank you for that. Uh, thank you to Pamela Martin. 
Likewise. Very British. Uh, as our editor. The, the just incredible work of uh, every actor. Melissa, I'm not going to drop the F-bomb like she did. Um, I've done that plenty uh, uh, before. My favourite's cunt. I like cunt. Um, uh, 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 Amy, uh, uh, Jack, Mark. Man, you know, the guy who just got this whole thing going right from the get-go. Everybody in Lowell, all the actors from there. I'd like to thank the person that makes my hair a different colour than my face hair. It's a challenge. Vicky and Vicky, where's my quacker? Is where's my quacker? <laughs> up there. Dickie's out there somewhere. Mate. Dickie's out there freebasing some heroin. We are in Los Angeles. Hey, mate, you're the best. You're the best. I can't wait. And listen, he's had a wonderful story. And I can't wait to see the next chapter of his story. You know? You know, he's got a relapse on drugs still. So he can get clean again and make more money. If you, if you want to be a champ, if you want to go train with him, go meet with him. DickEckland.com. Go do it. Check him out, okay? Go train the box. You get your brains beaten. You make no money. All right? He deserves it. Um, our producers, Mark, David, Todd. Incredible relativity and paramount for just pushing this out there and letting people know. Dude, look at how fucking furious he is that he didn't win. He's like, are you fucking kidding me? I got a funny accent too. We were in the same fucking movie. It exists. So many. I supported and starred in that fucking movie. Movies are just brilliant, but nobody ever knows about them, you know? So we're so lucky to be here tonight and have people recognize that. Uh, my team, led by Patrick and Boomer and Carlos and Jeff. Boomer and Froggy and Littlehead and Ned and Huey. Ben and Anna and Julie, thank you so much for everything you do. And uh, of course, mostly my. Wonderful wife. He fucking goes down here. We got a good old British crying. Uh, I didn't think I was like this. I thought I said. Uh, didn't think I was going to be a big poof up here. My wife and her gums. Look at those gums. My wonderful wife, who's my uh, mast through the storms of life. I hope I'm likewise to you, darling. And my, uh, our little girl, who's taught me so much more than I'll ever be able to. I love the, the uh, analogies people give their wives when they're like, and my beautiful wife, who is the shovel that I use to pick up the shit of life. The teacher. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. See, that's how you do it. He didn't fucking go on about world issues. He could give, I could give a flying fuck about petrol or whatever, the, whatever color gas. That's how fucking bail rolls, dude. He's just thinking, thanking his hot wife. Talking in a cool, funny... That's the rule. If, you're in, if you got a funny, foppish accent, you can pontificate at the awards. Other than that, get the fuck out of here, right? Oh, no! All right. Good segment. Good opening segment, right? That's how we do it. That's three months' wages. And a perfectly good van. All right. Yeah, we got the... Right now, we have... Before we get into some, the big first half topic before we get into TV League, I think is going to be, we got Emmy, uh, Emmy nominations have come out. Man, look how ugly he got. That's the thing. This movie's good, but really all you got to do is throw some fake teeth in. If you can be ugly and still act good, like that's how people are like, man, look how ugly they made him for this movie. That's worthy of a fucking academy award because at first when this movie first came out he was going on the circuit talking about how embarrassed he was because he had to sing in front of freddie mercury to get the role so i'm like oh he's like 
No, I mean in front of Queen. He had to like perform in front of the band as part of his audition. And he was, t- but then like you watch the movie and you're like, oh, he lip syncs. Like you just had to be all thin. You, he just essentially had to be gaunt and have funny teeth. And fucking the guy who played Brian May's got the most responsibility. He had to learn astrophysics. Brian May's like an astronaut. What else is on here? Let's do a little siphon. How's it? What's going on in the chat? How you doing, Bailey? Bailey worked hard today, so I, I don't blame him if he drifts off to sleep every now and again, but it's good to have him here. Uh, we got Armageddon. Looks like that's starting early. Men in Black 3, Aquaman. Let's throw on a little Armageddon while we go over fucking, uh, while we go over Emmy nominations. It's a, the, pre, the start, the build to the, to the crescendo of our podcast, which is Emmy week. I got to have the wand at the ready for the sound. Oh, we're already into this motherfucker. This is when they meet fucking old boy from Fargo, the Russian guy. This is what's great about this movie is in Armageddon, every step of the way, there's a disaster. It's one thing to be a disaster movie, but every move they make, it ends in complete disaster. Like nothing goes right on this fucking, on this goddamn trip. You know who saves the day? Ben Affleck. You bet your Christ, you bet your Christ ass he does. All right. Uh, Can you want to do a double take of me grimacing again? I don't know if I grimaced well enough. All right. Well, here we go. So there's people upset about a few things. Yellow. It's weird how like political how political everything gets like it, so there's people that love yellowstone and love guns are furious that yellowstone didn't get nominated for any awards and then you have people that are like why didn't selena loose in the city get nominated again like it's like the good shows that should get nominated got now everybody's like why did inventing anna get no reservation dogs like just because it's about marginalized groups doesn't like it's a very good show too but what if it didn't? There's fucking weird white people standards you still gotta hit. Kill the Academy is what I'm saying. Murder, fucking let's do a fucking squid game for the, for the motion picture Academy. That's the COVID talking. I don't mean a serious death threat. They say you get loopy for COVID. That's one of the side effects. Death threats is a side effect of COVID-19. I don't know if you can knew that. You can look it up. Of course you're enjoying the show, Bailey. So let's go through here. This guy looks like Josh Duggar right here. Holy Christ. Let's go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run through the stories here. Show you. Look at that guy. That guy looks like fucking Josh fucking Duggar. What is he nominated for? The has to knock on every door. Supporting fucking rapist. I don't even know who that is. So I think they're all the way at the bottom here. And then we're going to work our way up into the juicy stories. And then I think this is the first one where they're going to make it. It's just going to be one giant Emmy. Usually they have like a nerd Emmy before where it's all the technical awards, but they're going to merge all that shit. So we have Outstanding Drama Series, Better Call Saul, Ozark, Severance, 
that's the one I think you can knock out and probably put in Reservation Dogs or Yellowstone. There is a yellow show, though. We got Yellow Jackets. Showtime. Um, here's the thing, though, and I feel like this might be what it is. Yellowstone doesn't have, like, a definitive place of where everybody watches it. Like, it comes out on Paramount Plus, Plus which I think is one of the more fledgling... Um, the fledgling streaming services because you don't see any other paramount plus shows going on there they got that halo show ncis is on there like there's drama series that come out on paramount plus brand new so i think it could just be of the network it's on and they don't really wait the whole thing it's like if was it like squid game is a netflix show ozark is a netflix show better call saul gets its popularity mostly view count from amc it's very popular on the internet but so Yellow Jackets gets it. That's the Yellow Show. Euphoria. I hope that one wins. Euphoria to me should win because that, out of all these shows, had the biggest social pop. Everybody watched it. It broke records. It broke streaming records. Uh, it, it, people actually watched it when it aired. People tweeted about it. It made Zendaya huge. I feel like people probably watched Dune because of Euphoria. So that should be... a. Had Timothy Chalamet. Why isn't Dune in this? No. I'm going to be drinking a lot of water. Um, oh, it's freezing. Is there a way to slow the stream down so it doesn't freeze? I'm watching the show on my PS4. And then, okay, it's working and it jumps back to stalling. It might be my internet. Euphoria is amazing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I do have it set to where it's like the most workable thing. I don't think I'm pumping too much. I am doing 60 frames per second. Yeah, so like uh, Larry's phone isn't being messed with, so I don't think I'm running too much juice here. So Aponte has the same problem. I've found... That Twitch works with the laptop. Or I don't know. Maybe we just are stupid and we pay for good internet. Like a lot of people when they watch Twitch, I've noticed they're like, oh, it never, it always stalls. Because when I'm on, when I'm like not at home and I watch on my phone, Twitch does kind of freeze a lot. Um, but my bad, Bailey, all you got to do, put the word freeze and I'll stop fucking talking. How about that? I'll, I'll halt the fucking show. Um... So here is the analysis of the article that I copied and pasted. Again, I did no work. I'm just here to fucking make fun of stuff. Um, Squid Game, Netflix's Korean language juggernaut makes history here. But it's got some steep competition. I mean, Squid Game probably will win because the white people who run this award show do need a little bit of social credibility. So, But I think the three favorites here could be Squid Game, Stranger Things, and Euphoria. Succession won last year. Uh, maybe because it was the last season, it sneaks one more in there because they're like, oh, we never have to give it an award again. We'll give the white intellectual rich people another victory and then we'll tear the system down. Um, we got outstanding comedy series here, Abbott Elementary, thieving its way to the top. Um, again, this show is a ripoff of a friend of the show's script, so we don't support that. Barry, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Hacks, Marvelous Miss Maisel, Only Murders in the Building, Ted Lasso, and What We Do in the Shadows. I think it probably, here's the, the 
favorites, I would say Abbott Elementary. Oh, coming back on the camera. Abbott Elementary, Barry. Maybe Hacks, because that gets a little bit of social pop. That's popular amongst people. Twitter-wise, I know a lot of people who do watch Hacks, but I don't know if it necessarily has the overall acclaim. Miss Maisel, no. I think only Murders in the Building. Maybe they'll give Marty Short and Steve Martin. Of, the People love a comeback story. The guy, his fucking wife died. Steve Martin refused to do comedy for so long. He was just fucking twiddling a banjo with crows on a farm for 20 years. So who knows? Maybe they give that a shot. Ted Lasso, I think, won last year. So who knows? I don't know how back-to-back -back they like to go. Like, that was like the Seinfeld-Fraser era when one show would win. Listen to my COVID breathing. <laughs> this episode's gonna kill me. Um, yeah, so people like Abbott Elementary and Only Murders in the Building. They'll be happy to see these critically acclaimed shows appear in this category. That's another thing, too, that I think people get angry about. Like, just being nominated is a huge deal. Um, so that's why people get so upset at the snubs, because they, like, if someone likes a show, they want their show to be recognized, because... Getting nominated could, even if one of these shows are terrible, getting nominated essentially secures you another season. It's rare that someone gets nominated and then they're like, you know what, we're canceling this fucking show. Outstanding lead actress in a drama series, uh, Laura Linney Ozark, Melanie Linsky Yellow Jackets. I don't know. Oh, I think that's the fucking uh, young version of um, Young Ricci, the one fucking the weird fucking fro-headed girl who ends up be she's like the first one that tries to make out with the coach young christina ricci zendaya for euphoria oh, dude i'm telling you playing a heroin addict effectively is just a gold mine in awards uh two people for killing eve i don't know i think that's a throwaway i think that's just to add some fucking to round out this fucking a little <clears throat> yeah it's the series finale uh reese witherspoon for the morning show just a dreadful fucking show um 13th emmy nomination for sandra oh who is yet to actually snag a trophy i think they'll finally give her one then final season of the show it's a good show they'll probably give her her fucking due uh and then people will go on twitter and be like the emmys are woke and you're like yeah they have to be it's the fucking sign of the times baby that's the thing too like Everyone's like, you're caving to the fucking system. Well, yeah, if you want to play in the system, you got to. You, that's how you do it. You lie, you get into the system, and then you let people down. Uh, Yellow Jackets would be a nice conclusion to a long overdue year of attention. Uh, Zendaya, who won the year after... Oh, so Zendaya's won already, so we can fucking let Zendaya slide on that. Let's give it to the fucking, uh, the, the fucking Yellow Jackets nerd. How about that? Get some new blood in there. People do love Bateman and Ozark. I've seen, that's how I'm driven. That's how fucking little of an opinion I have is I'm like, Bateman was good in Ozark because I see billboards all over town telling me he was great. Just an award-winning performance. So you're like, I guess it's an award-winning performance. I haven't watched one episode of Ozark. I don't know what the fuck this show's about. I know it's like some mob shit. Some regular dude gets, it's kind of like Breaking Bad, but with the mob, I think. 
Brian Cox for Succession. Enough with Succession. I mean, it's a funny show, but I think this dude, Squid Game might clean house here. I think we might see a Squid Game fucking run through. Netflix is trying to pay. They fucking lost subscribers. Their stock fucking dipped this year. They, they need this award fucking, this award ceremony to come out real good for them. The heart attack, it'd be nice to see Bob Odenkirk come out with some fucking silverware here. Although that poor heart might fucking drop him. They call his name. He fucking Fred Sanford's right there on stage. Adam Scott for Severance. People apparently like this Severance show. Jeremy Strong for Succession. I think that's the guy who's like dickheaded level fucking method actor. I read a, I read an article about him. If it's the same guy, there's a Succession actor who like they interviewed his family and they're just casually like, oh yeah, when he's filming, we just know he's going to be the worst and like not himself. And we've just learned to cope with that. And you know, when the show gets canceled or ends, we will get divorced. But right now... We, as a family, want to stay on this money train. Uh, lead actress, we got Rachel Brosnahan, fellow Chicagoan, as Miss Maisel. Quinta Brunson for Abbott Elementary, the thief herself. Lead thief in a comedy series. Issa Rae for Insecure. Gene Smart in Hacks. Again, people like a comeback. The olds might fucking come out on top here. Kaylee Cuco for The Flight Attendant. I like that. They let her say fuck for two whole seasons of a TV show. Let's give her an award. She's gone through enough hell. She, she said in an interview she likes to cook brownies for her husband. People fucking pilloried her. So let's give her the opportunity to fucking talk about how that'd be great if she wins her award. And she's like, I'm going to go home and cook my husband a nice dinner while I look at this award. <laughs> Elle Fanning for The Great. Um, people like that show. I think that's like a type of a do you know that movie yeah i think it's like that movie where fucking remember when kirsten dunce played queen played fucking aunt marie antoinette i think it's a, a show like that yeah hell yeah so yeah outstanding lead actor in a comedy series donald glover for atlanta i'm down for that bill Hader for barry that sounds good Nicholas Holt for the great. Get that the fuck out of here. I should just delete it. I should delete. You're deleted from the page, Nicholas. Steve Martin, only murders in the building. Martin Short, Sudeikis. I like all these guys. If you take out the fucking British fop, I like it all. You can give all these guys silverware. Give them all the trophy. Outstanding limited series, Dope Sick, The Dropout, White Lotus, Inventing Anna, Pam and Tommy. Now, what were people upset? So, but see, that's the thing. What people are like inventing Anna and not Reservation Dogs. Reservation Dogs is like an ongoing series. Yeah. These are all perfect. Pam and Tommy, you got perfect diversity here. There is not a lot of brown in this. This is a lot of dope sick. That's about the plight of white America just in general. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. Good call. If no one heard her in the background, she was like, all these shows are about white people being shitty. That's a good call. Good for the Academy. That's how you do it. You sneak it in there. Made people want. Okay, so here we go. Well, Hulu. Academy voters clearly loved Dope Sick. I'm going to read this in a stuck up voice. Academy voters clearly loved Dope Sick. The streamers threw out... Uh, 
are a thorough and heartbreaking series about the opioid epidemic. They also showed love to the dropout, which follows the rise and fall of Theranos and Amanda Seyfried's vocal cards. She probably had COVID. Super spreading and winning awards. Inventing Anna and Pam and Tommy are the zany wild cards here, but HBO's The White Lotus. Surprised to not see The Staircase, which earned a top acting nod as well as made about some Mexican who cleans up shit. Um, Margaret Qualley. Oh yeah, she got the lead actress, the maid. She's like, I've cleaned up Dookie and pretended to be on heroin. And that would be great. Like people get so philosophical about like, uh, Margaret, tell us about how you got into the role. It's just like, well, I just went to work and I pretended to clean up shit. And then I pretended to be on heroin and it was fun. And I got paid. Tony Collette for the staircase. She was good. There's, there's a scene where she, they like act out the death. And she falls. First of all, I got to say, I don't believe this guy killed his wife. I got to see that evidence. And even if he did, I feel like he's the one guy where you're like, all right, you know, we'll put him in jail forever. But like, let's let him talk. Like, let's. Julia Garner inventing Anna. That is Anna, I believe. Lily James for playing Pamela Anderson. Sarah Paulson impeachment. Again, that's the rule of. If you're ugly as fuck and are still charming on screen, people will throw an award at you. She was Linda Tripp in fucking impeachment. He's just, he wouldn't suck my tits, so I'm going to take him down. Uh, Margaret Qualley for the maid, Amanda Seyfried for the dropout. Let's see. I think either, I think Paulson might get it because these shows were good, but they do like to go with some type of what they see as class. Lily James in their eyes is like a stripper slut. So like, they're like, yeah, cool. You will nominate you for being Pamela Anderson, but please, we're going to give you an award for being a whore. Okay. Yeah. So Larry says it. It's yeah. It won't be inventing. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Li yeah, Linda Tripp has fallen because she supported the Clintons. The maid. Yeah, Tony Collette or the maid. Yeah, because these are... Because these are... They played struggling women so well. The way she floundered and it just showed how oppressed she was by her gay fucking husband. So, Yeah. If you didn't hear, she made a good point. Inventing Anna won't get it because they make fun of rich people in that. Lily James is a whore. Linda Tripp, she's a Democrat and people hate them. Rightfully so. Seafrid, like whatever. You fucking talk like this. Who gives a fuck? That show was okay. Um, outstanding lead actor in a limited series. Colin Firth, The Staircase. I think Firth should get it. He was the shit in that TV show. Andrew Garfield for Under the Banner of Heaven. I don't, he's done. That. Didn't see it. Don't care. Get your British guys out of here. Just because he's British. You're not Bale. Oscar Isaac scenes from a marriage. He should get it for fucking uh, Moon Knight. That's how they fucking hate. The dog doesn't like it. We got a dying dog outside who's furious. Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. I hear he was good in that. Himesh Patel for Station Eleven. Don't know what that is. There's your color. There's your color for the category. Sebastian Stan, Pam and Tommy. Let's give it to him just because he has a talking cock in the show. 
And he's a CW guy. He's a soup. Yeah, they won't give superheroes credit. Outstanding variety talk series. This is the one where the same shows get repetitive. I, it's Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Boo, Jimmy Kimmel, Wah Wah, because he cries every week. Even though I like it. My dad loves Jimmy Kimmel. Last week, it's like the one thing he tells me. I talk to my dad a couple times a week. The one thing he always stresses out, he loves Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, what do we got going on in the chat now? Hello, Larry. Gay husbands. Get them out. Absolutely. Um, late night with Seth Meyers. Uh, late, uh, the late show. A lot of late shows. Um, I mean, last week, tonight's going to get it. It's the most original. It's the funniest. It's on HBO, so they don't have to fucking... He has no guests, so he doesn't have to slurp cock. Uh, Fallon, I think, was the snub here. A lot of political... Yeah, and he did the COVID dance. He did the COVID song. Um, outstanding a reality competition. Um, nailed at yeah, because we like fucking Nicole fucking uh, Nicole Byers here. I know people that know her, so I support the people I know that know her. Um, you know, you we're all friends here. That's where I'm at in show business. I'm just like I'm friends with people who are friends with famous people. So that's my last coattail. I'm not writing coattails. I'm writing threads. Threads of coattails. Uh, Amazing Race nailed it. RuPaul's Drag Race. Hanging on. Let's even delete this. Like RuPaul's Drag Race. What are we? What is this? 2006? That's my thing. That's fine if you want to be woke. But don't be has been woke. Don't throw me a show that I've been fucking. I'm done with RuPaul. RuPaul's probably been canceled. I think people did get upset at RuPaul because she was like, dudes can be, dudes can be, dra or women could be drag queens. Like, he violated some drag queen shit. Yeah. They, I don't know. I don't know. I see. And that's the thing, too. I think that's why, because RuPaul was always very much like, I'm a man who dresses like a woman. And then people were like, yeah. And yeah. So I think people got annoyed that RuPaul became like a trans icon. And they're like, bitch, you ain't even. You fuck women straight up. Straight up. Um, Top Chef, The Voice, Lizzo, watch out for the big girls. I mean, I guess. That's the color and the shape. If we can fucking quote a fucking Foo Fighters record here, I mean, that was a fucking solid joke. We'll be back after a word from our sponsors. really on it i could i should go to break just off that joke but i'm not um i you know what i hope lizzo wins just so she could take her award and whatever ripped fucking clothing that's gonna expose she can have she'll come in a dress that's just exposing her roles it's a full dress except for her roles will be popping out she does even though people make fun of it and i feel bad she's very creative at like how am i best gonna expose my fat on live television she came to a Laker game with only her butt cheeks coming out of her pants. Um, she's just, she's an icon, a ficon. You get it? A fat icon. Uh, outstanding supporting actress in a drama series. Patricia Arquette for Severance. Julia Garner for Ozark. Young Ho Yun for Squid Game. Um, I don't know who that is because they're all Korean to me, right? I mean, not offensively. I'm just, I have a hard time, especially in comic books. Woo. Sydney Sweeney, absolutely. I think the world does. The people who love the show do, the bros who love her tits do. I mean, 
break down and then carrying it all back. Like, yeah. She fucking did it. So yeah, Sarah Snook for succession. None of the succession people. Let's delete you from my database. Get out of my database. Rita Seahorn, Better Call Saul, Richie, Yellow Jackets. So that entire that entire character is just getting the love. I like, even though it, it was like a shock at the end, I think Lottie's going to end up stealing the show in season two. But again, we could still be open to a Squid Game house cleaning, so we got to leave it open for this young ho yun. Or Sydney Sweeney. Those are my two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. The one who's got to, like, kill her. Yeah, yeah. She, like, sacrifices herself, right? But again, doesn't have as good a rack as Sydney Sweeney, which counts in America. Um, outstanding supporting actor in a drama series, Nicholas Braun, Succession, Billy Crudup, The Morning Show, Boo, Kieran Culkin, Succession, uh, Park Hey Sue, Squid Game. I think that's the fucking, uh, I think that's the one violent dude who's like a dick the whole show. He, I think he dies there when like the, the glass is breaking. You know, the one who cheats during the glass breaking thing. I think it's him. Or like, uh, you know, the fucking dude who's always beating each other, like fighting. Yeah. It's that fucking guy. John Turturro, Severance, Christopher Walken, Severance. Supporting. See, that's when you know the show's just okay because they're only giving it the supporting categories. So that's when you're like, well acted, show's terrible. Two for Squid Game in the supporting actor game. So that's good. Um... Not even going to try and guess who they play because I'll just offend myself and everybody and expose how ethnocentric I am. I don't remember what people look like. I have a hard time remembering what Americans look like and I'm trained to know their traits. So if you think, so if you think I can tell any Korean guy apart or Korean girl apart, you know, that's just a hill I got to learn to climb as we, as we connect the world. I got to learn to tell other races apart. I'm pretty good with black people because I've grown up around them. But other than that, they're, you're just one guy to me, which, you know, might be good. I'm anti-hate. I can't. Was it that black guy? I don't know. They're all dope to me because it's all just one dude. It's all one dude and it's one guy that I get along with. Um, that's, that's very offensive. What I just said, uh, black people, you're all individuals. I love you. I'm just in a, in a COVID fugue state right now. I'm in a COVID fugue state. Outstanding supporting actress in a comedy series. Bornstein for Miss Marvel. She's very good. She talks like this. Ah, well, you know, Maisel, I'm gambling here. Hannah, I'm Bender Hacks. I kind of know her, so that's kind of cool if she gets it. I've seen her around. I see her at the open mics. Uh, Janelle James, Abbott Elementary, again, thieving show, but I do like Janelle James. It's not her fault that the person who created it absolutely stole it from, uh, from someone I started comedy with. So I, you know, I, I protect my people. Kate McKinnon, Saturday Night Live. Why? Cause she's leaving the show. She didn't, cr she didn't cry a piano song this year. She doesn't get it. Sarah Niles, Ted Lasso. Do you know who Sarah Niles and Ted Lasso is? 
is she is she like a bitch does she hate him yeah okay yeah juno temple i thought you meant elliot page i was gonna be like what the fuck did elliot page do yeah i bet you they didn't nominate elliot page because they're like we don't know what category to put you in i know i'm just saying the category's like we're so confused we want to put you an actor, but you still kind of look like a woman, which is actually false. Like Elliot Page is full on Elliot. I think you're past the point now where you can, you can hold Ellen Page in your head as like a f- separate person. So like, if you want to crank off to Juno, still go for it, because like that is officially a completely different person. Ellen Page kind of did it right to where like. I feel like because most people don't like surprise. I mean, show up at one of your friend's houses with a completely different haircut and they'll fucking go ape shit. So like Caitlyn Jenner comes out immediately is like, I got a surgery the next day on the cover in lingerie. People are like, whoa, Ellen Page announced as Ellen, I'm trans and completely went the fuck away. And then the next time you saw him, you're like, dude, that is like some fucking dude. So like, that's kind of the way you want to do it. It's like developing a new wrestling persona. Go away. Let people, let people forget about you. Hannah Whittingham, Ted Lasso, a lot of Lasso in this. Outstanding supporting actor, uh, Anthony Kerrigan Barry. Oh, that's the fucking, uh. Yeah, that's his handler. Um, fucking Brett Goldstein, Ted Lasso, Tohib Gimo, Ted Lasso. These soccer players. Okay, so yeah, these are all team members. Tony Shalhoub for Miss Maisel for just Jewing it up on screen. He just is good, so good at being Jewish. Um, Tyler James Williams, another Abbott Elementary. Again, why has this got to be your woke show? It's a, it's not original. It is, but it's not their original idea. And that's how much Brunson stole it. Is she had to like, oh, it's about my mom's journey as a teacher, because she knew, oh, I can't like I was never a teacher, so like I can't. But like, oh, I'll just say it's about my mom, even though it's about my friend Dave Hellum. Uh, Henry Winkler, Barry. Let's give it to Winkler. He's phenomenal. Is he British? God damn it. This is an American award show. I won't have it. I won't have it. You get all the Oscars. Go do a movie. Outstanding guest. Our TV is, oh, that's us. Not in July. Not after our country's birthday. Outstanding guest actress in a comedy series, Jane Addams, Hacks. Harriet Sansom Harris, Hacks. Come on, why didn't we fucking... Oh, no, she wasn't a guest. I wish fucking uh, my fucking friend... Uh, um, I'm so terrible with names. I know this person very well. Fucking Molly... Not Molly Carney. Fucking... Uh, I know her well. She's on Hacks. Very good. Uh, Megan Stalter. Very funny. Huh? I'm bad with names. I'm bad at pulling shit anyway. Uh, 
outstanding guest actor, Gerard Carmichael, SNL. See, that's when you know you're lacking in true quality guests. Like Gerard Carmichael hosted SNL. I mean, it was probably good, but Jesus Christ. Bill Hader, Curb Your Enthusiasm. What if Hader doubles up, wins this, and that would be great. Nathan Lane, Only, Mur- Only Murders in the Building. I think he should get it because, because he's like a... And he's a bad guy in it. Nathan Lane is usually some fucking hi, man, good guy. He's always fucking singing and shit. But in this one, he's like a fucking murderer. Or he facilitates murder. The worst kind. Yeah. So dips really did the Greeks bad. The, the Greek culture terrible. Their economy and now Nathan Lane's character. Um, I assume he's Greek because he fucking is a Greek dip guy. Hope Davis for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series. What's up with all these guests? Is this like a new category? Hope Davis. I wonder if this is because of COVID made a lot of serious actors have to do TV shows. So they're like, let's add this guest category. Let's get the... Marsha Gay Harden has been in like Lifetime movies. She's some old bitch. Hope Davis, Martha Kelly. I don't know who any of these broads are. Um, outstanding Actor, the import- Adrian Brody. Uh, succession Cromwell succession Coleman Domingo euphoria that's the drug that's the drug dealer that he plays acoustic guitar and shoots heroin and shit um he was actually I think like just Zendaya's friend yeah he was good uh Arian Moyed succession Tom Pelfrey Ozark and then a lot of succession get these out of here I hope the fucking dude from euphoria wins Supporting actress. Oh, that's so funny. Dope sick and white Lotus. Yeah. So Sydney. Oh, Sydney Sweeney's on the white Lotus too. Is she fucking American? Those are not European chesticles. Cause I know the dude is Australian. I'm a fucking Aussie. Outstanding host for a reality or competition program. See, this is when we're running out. Now you got like Karamo. Nicole Byer should win this. Amy Poehler and Nick Offerman. You like a lot of these people here. Uh, Outstanding Variety Sketch Series, Black Lady Sketch Show, and SNL. Those are the only two sketch shows on TV. Um, I See, I don't think they are. Let's just nominate Human Giant, even though it went off the air 10 years ago, 15 years ago. Outstanding Variety Special, the Grammy Awards. Yeah, the halftime show. I think it's, I mean, it should win, but that would be, that would be wild. NFL gets a backdoor. What the fuck is even like, uh, so you're nominating other award shows for awards? Yeah, there weren't very many, like, there wasn't, there wasn't a big enough disaster. We should have had a variety special for fucking Ukraine. We missed one for the, the Queen's Jubilee could be on this. Because there were concerts. There was the concert for fucking life during COVID. There was the COVID during the all the Zoom fucking shit. Yeah, they weren't live. They were over fucking Zoom and shit and pre-recorded. These are all the shows that broke COVID protocols. Outstanding variety series. And they pre-recorded. Adele, One Night Only. Chappelle, Harry Potter, Return to Hogwarts. I like that. Norm McDonald, nothing special. I think Norm will win because he's dead. Uh, and Lady Gaga. Oh, that stinks. That fucking stinks. 
Uh oh yeah, she's a turf. She's a turf meister. Um, that's the fucking awards. Oh, I fucking got rid of the wrong one. I got rid of the wrong window. Fix that. Go over to the TV. How's that? How was that? Another good segment there, everybody. We did it. 50 minutes in. I might have to take a break in about five minutes. Recharge. What's that? No fucking shit. That's awesome. No way she could. That's fucking awesome. Man, I bet that's why dudes love her. She can punch me and shit. She can actually fight back if I'm trying to essay her. To assault her. Oh, this is when fucking Billy Bob Thornton has had it. Oh, hell yeah. He probably owns the hat or something like that. Some weird fucking... She is... He owns fucking Big Shoulders Coffee. Um, what do we got here? Should I just get into the fucking TV league? Should we just do... I got water next to me. I do have to pee, though. Let's flip around. Might just do a little channel surf reset. Bailey, are you awake? I mean, it is late by him, and he did work hard. Our boy works hard. Go back to Bohemian. We got Bob's Burgers, Warehouse 13. Ooh, Shawshank. I, you know, I've never fully seen Shawshank. And now they used to have to... This was one of the big movies where if you watch this in the 90s, they used to edit movies for time. Like there would be before every movie, it would say edited for content edited for time and the, and, and, format. and format yeah because fucking tvs couldn't handle a certain thing but now they let it roll so like let's see how long this is this will probably be on for six and a half hours get the info more info uh 8 to eleven thirty. like they're just letting it roll they don't edit shit out all of Shawshank. You get to see every every scratch he makes in that jail wall. You get every inch of it. Baps. 1997's Baps. Let's fucking throw this on. Let's fucking we'll make fun of some Baps before we get into the break. Because I do gotta pee. And eggs and extensions. This is one of those movies that I know of, but didn't fully watch it. That's Dennis Rodman before he went full North Korea. He's very pro North Korea now. Is that T-Boz from TLC? I say so because of the sideburns. My sister used to call me T-Boz because of my, my sideburns, and I would cry. I would get very upset. Because I, I cared about how I looked, but I think that's the Boz. That's how huge TLC was. They were like, why not put him in a movie? Give him a shot. What about your friends? Uh, one is Halle Berry. No, that's Halle Berry as T-Boz. What about your friends? We are TLC. Left Eye's gonna die. You know you can watch Left Eye's death on YouTube? Not graphic, because someone was filming with their phone in the car, and it's like them driving, and then she screams, and the car swerves. It's pretty intense, and I've seen videos where people get shot with guns, and that one is just like, 
and it's that's the thing it's it's them you it's intense because you're like oh she died moments after that but it's clean enough to be on youtube <laughs> so it's one of those like insane but not gory videos Where are we at here? 54 minutes. I think we're going to take a break. Settle up. And then we're going to do TV League. And then uh, TV League and TV History after this. It's going to be a good second half. We are in July of 1995 still. So we'll see you on the other side of this commercial break. Protégé I remember the fuck out of that song. All right, we're back, everybody. So we're going to hop in. The second half is going to be all TV league and history. While I do the league, I don't want to. I'm not going to bore you guys putting the numbers up on the screen. We'll put something up on the TV screen while I do this. While I narrate this, I'm trying to get more entertaining while I talk about these numbers. I feel like with our race system. Uh, making it more like a uh, a Formula One race, we can do that. I could talk shit about people getting fucking beasted out in different places. Um, all that. So I should go over the final. I did add a couple things to the formula. So the one thing that's going to change starting next season is, um, you're only going to receive points. So the way I was doing the league before is I was scoring, I was giving everybody a part of the formula. So if your show aired on TV, I was including your ratings into the formula and ranking you. But the way I'm going to do it now to kind of limit who gets ranked is the league is every show that's on TV. And then all my formula does is give them points based on where they rank and if they increase their viewership. So if you rank... So all the shows that air, let's say 14 shows air in one night, seven of them will get TV rating points. And then uh, the other shows that don't rank, like shows 8 through 14, the only points they're eligible for is if they increase their viewership. That'll be like an extra thousand. So if a show finishes first, it gets a thousand points. Second place is 950. Third is 900. Fourth is 800. And then after that, it goes down by 200. Just because you don't know, sometimes only two shows air a night. Like on, on the We're Going to Cover It, there was one night where four shows aired. So I gave everybody points because, you know, why not? We'll be friendly. So with that said, we'll go on. First, we'll find something cool to watch while we do this. 
got love and basketball. They're really VH1 is really hanging on the late '90s, early 2000s here. This is like me. This is like a Saturday. How times have changed. Love and basketball and Shawshank Redemption. These are two movies that would be on at like 2:30 p.m. on a Saturday after the cartoons air, and they know the kids are outside, and the youngs got control of the TV now. What do we got? I would want to put a Hallmark movie on, but they really just fucking get you for copyright. Let's do some fucking Northwoods Law uncuffed. Uncuffed while we go over TV League fixtures. So this is the rest of week 41. And then I was thinking we might do week 42. I'll show you week 42, but I can't do the points on air because that's boring. So we'll go through this week. And I'll show you where the show's ranked and what show's got what points. And then I could just kind of show you where they're going to go up and stuff like that. But let's get into a little North Woods Law. This is, these shows are my favorite. Because it's funny seeing people with these almost Canadian accents be authoritative about like seemingly ridiculous shit. I'm just trying to figure out who shot this gobbler from the side of the road here. I got a turkey neck all over the side of the road you know your son's got a smoking gun over here literally the address of a goose hunter accused of hitting a bystander while shooting from the road his description on his you know we got a rogue goose hunter out here now hitting people you know we just want people to be safe here in the state of vermont the state's about the size of uh my backyard or hopefully we'll catch him off guard and he'll say okay what about it and then go from there but once he says okay what about it He's basically admitted that he was there. Right now, we're looking at potentially shooting from the road, which is a violation, and also a negligent discharge or shooting a, a human being while hunting. Well, negligent, negligent discharge. What was I with my wife last night? <laughs> Not just the camera guy. That was a sex joke. Um, so we'll go to Wednesday. Um, this is July 6, 2022. Big Brother season debut debuted at number one for a thousand points here. Um, let's open that up in a new tab so I can see what the numbers were. Um, fuck the eighteen to forty-nine demographic. That's capitalist shit. So yeah, 3.70 million season debut that was down, so it did not get the extra thousand points, but it ranked number one, so it got a thousand. And then you pretty much had reruns of the Chicago shows. Chicago Med got 950, Chicago Fire got 900, Chicago PD got 850. All the, all the Chicagos were the best. Most corrupt, most popular departments across the board. It's the accent. Let it be known to you. Let, and it's, it goes for Northwood's Law, too. If you got a good regional accent, people will let you be corrupt as fuck. They don't give a fuck. All you got to do is go out there. I don't know. We tried to apprehend. Uh, he was vicious. Black. We even say black weird. Uh, the Connors, even through cancellation, like the Connors is one of those shows that they're almost like an actor that has like arced into fame perfectly to where they're still super famous, but no one really gives a shit. Like the Connors is still kind of riding the wave of we're going to watch this show because we fucking hate Roseanne and, uh, you know, the Sarah Gilbert is like gay as shit. I even think the son is like fucking he's wearing dresses on the show now. So that got 800 points. 
Um, the Goldbergs are the shows that lost out. Goldbergs, Abbott Elementary, you know, uh, Home Economics, Mysteries Decoded. That's a season debut. Um, and Wellington Paranoia. No points, but they could have got some increases. I gotta, I gotta get this song just for a drop. This is how fucking lame I am. Oh, we missed it. That's where I'm at in my life. I hear a commercial jingle, I come running. I want to get a clean diarrhea. I gotta get that as a drop. It's a part of the show. Indigestion, your mom's gay and fat diarrhea. That's why she's gay and fat. Um, all right, let's go to a Thursday, July 7th. Generation gap and pressure luck. Here's the new rule, too. That's why I make my own rankings. Generation gap, pressure luck. There's no more game shows in the league. That's the that's the bar to entry, at least. It's got to be a scripted television show. No limited series, no four episode shit, no one and dones, no season one. You're not sneaking in here for one season. I need to know you're coming back, baby. So, um, I had Young Sheldon, a rerun of Young Sheldon, getting the 1,000. Ghost gets 950. Law and Order, 900. Reruns of United States of Al get 800. Law and Order Special Victims Unit with the 600. Um, the only law and order we got fucking Stabler losing out. He organized crime was a, a juggernaut show. They were psyched. Stabler was wearing a leather jacket, but now they're tired of it. It ain't fucking ranking. Not having it. Friday was a four show night. Blue Bloods got a thousand points for being number one. Magnum PI 950 SWAT 900 Dynasty 800. Um, and then on Saturday, it was only two shows. There were other shows, but they're game shows and other bullshit. That's non-league garbage. Transplant, 1,000 points. The Rookie, 950. Nathan Fillion, just reigning supreme, even through reruns. People love the Fillion. And then Sunday, we were back to some fucking normalcy. Um, some of, most of the sports are over, so a lot of the new episodes of stuff are coming back. So we had another episode of Big Brother. Big Brother, is this a fucking... You ain't seen nothing yet. Am I singing a fucking Bachman Turner Overdrive song here? Uh, Big Brother, 1,000 points. Equalizer got 950. NCIS LA, 900. Family Guy, 800. Um, and then we had the Nielsen's on the streaming charts. I looked at the top 20, but two of the three of the top 20 for, were movies, so they got taken out. Ooh, did they find the Gobbler Hunter? Let's fucking go back to fucking Northwoods Law here. From the road. Hi, how are you? I'm with Fishing Game. We're looking for. Who? We're at the Hunter's residence or the address that's on. Who the fuck is Bleep? Why do you keep playing a fucking bleep sound every time you say my son's name? Say his name, bitch. That's what you know when you watch these shows, you find out that shooting from the road is like setting off firecrackers for teenager in these fucking woods towns they love shooting from the road wrap it up and figure it out as soon as you can and it's frustrating when you can't track down stuff. shooting from the road is when it's just a prank if i was gonna mass shoot then i would just go in i can look at the pupper he's a long boy he's ready to go dude he's just like do i get to eat a turkey the dog is ready to fucking destroy birds Five hours ago, um, staggers out of the house. What happened? Oh, you sneezed. 
So we both have COVID over here. It's not just me. Larry's got it. We all got it. Baby Yoda's got it. I just got a call from the Keene Police Department. So we're getting through it. Hopefully it's a good show. I'm here to just relax people. Having a better time. I was really stressing about doing these fucking, ooh, we got a battery change coming here. Let me do that now. Might as well. Be back in a minute for the battery change. I love you guys. See ya here in a little bit. Um, we're trying to get in contact with the suspect. Uh, we haven't been able to track down phone numbers, so we're kind of striking out. It's a little frustrating, but we'll track them down eventually. Not enough room in this world for all the stuff we have. No. One hundred and sixty miles north in Lancaster, Sergeant Glenn Lucas responds to a call he received earlier that day about a nuisance porcupine at a vacation house. How are you, sir? Good. How are you? I'm Glenn. washing dishes. Oh, I don't mind. So you want to point me to the? Oh, issue? I don't mind. I'm just here to arrest so your fucking son for blowing up turkey oh, assholes. I didn't look. So we got proof here that your son was inserting M80s into turkey's anuses here. Oh, that's why they were bleeping. Okay. We got ourselves so I got a, trap, a young black but man. Two things we can do. One, we'll set the trap right here. Okay. But also Wait, you're trying to trap my son? Oh, no, 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 no. The turkey, ma'am. We're not those kind of cops. So Stranger Things was the number one rated show this week. That was last week. I didn't look at the ratings this week. I still got some math to do. We're going to look at that in a second here. Calm the fuck down, guys. So last week, Stranger Things got a thou. Cool thousand. All American. The one CW show that really just caught fire on Netflix. It's a random CW show about, it's kind of like a fake ass Friday Night Lights. It's Friday Night Lights without the Texas accent. People love high school football. They eat it a fucking live. The boys got 900 points. The boys also got a lot of points through the popularity points, which we'll show you here in a second. Or I will narrate it. No one likes to look at numbers. What is this, math class? Uh, NCIS OG gets 1,800 points. That's because um, of where it placed. So it got the 800 plus 1,000 for increasing its watch minutes from the week before. Keep sweet, pray and obey, 600 points. We watched that. That finally entered the fuck. Ooh, COVID burp. COVID symptom. I should just do that for the rest of the podcast. I have long COVID. I just fart into the microphone. Um, keep sweet, pray, and obey. Got the final 600 ranking points. And then our increases. Coco Melon got a G for increasing its viewership. Criminal Minds got a thousand. Friends got a thousand. And Grey's Anatomy got a thousand points. Um, and then we go to the popularity points. This is a lot here. I'm just going to run through this. So on Netflix, Stranger Things got 2,000. Umbrella Academy got 950. Uh, the, Unex the Unexplained got 900. Alone got 800. And All American, because of where it placed and it increased its popularity, got 1,600 points. Over on HBO, Westworld got 2,000. Rich and Shameless got 1,950. Wellington Paranoia got 1,900. See, that's where these CW shows come up. No one fucking watches them. But then they find out like, oh, Wellington Paranoia is Nick Frost. It's the guy from fucking uh, Shaun of the Dead. So they find it on streaming. That's where you kind of got to latch on. If you, if you are out there and your show's on CW, you got to get it to where people will fucking rewatch this sucker on Netflix. On Netflix. What am I fucking drunk? It's the COVID. It's a COVID symptom. The Bridge. 
1800 points what show is that i thought that was like the suicide show but this is like a british fucking reality show that's another rule reality shows are league tv because those create storylines it's not just a competition like you have to do a physical activity and then you get out no there's manipulations people go out for being ugly all sorts of shit you get people crying and all boogery a lot of stuff to make fun of so those shows stay um Doctor Who got the final 600 for HBO. Disney Plus, we had Bluey with 2,000, Miss Marvel with 1,950. Um, again, these thousands are all because of an increased viewership. Um, Obi-Wan got 1,900. Simpsons got 1,800. Mickey Mouse Clubhouse got 1,600. All these parents fucking nursing their hangovers with their children watching Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. Um, the Terminal List. There I go. I feel better like that. The Terminalist 2000. That's the new fucking. Uh, fucking. He hates the gays. The new fucking Chris. Cl not Chris Klein. Chris fucking. Chris gay hater from, from Jurassic Park. Uh, he's in that show. That's when you know he's fucking solid. And just picks up good. Good titles. Because people hate his guts. But they will watch a show with Chris Pratt. There it is. Chris Pratt. More like Chris Twat. Right? Oh no. Uh, the Boys, 950, popularity points on the Prime for The Boys. The Summer I Turn Pretty, um, it's not really up there with actual watch minutes, but people are talking about this Summer I Turn Pretty show. The Lake, 800, and Reacher got 1,600, because I think season two is coming out, so you had a lot of people catching up. So it ranked five, and then it increased its viewership, so it got another 1,000. Then on Paramount+, Plus, Criminal Minds got two Gs. Um, NCIS got 1950, Star Trek Strange New, Strange New Worlds 1900, Evil 1800. A lot of these Paramount Plus shows, we get it free now because of Larry's family on Prime, so I should dive into a lot of these shows. Um, Hulu, P-Valley got 1000, The Bear, which is the new Hulu show about Chicago that people have told me I'd be equally love and hate because it's like Chicago but not. Uh, that got 1,950 points. The Shy. I think because of The Bear, Chicago got popular. So people were probably like, oh, I'm done watching The Bear. I'll watch The Shy. Um, but Chicago in the house, I guess. Only Murders in the Building, 1,800 popularity points. The Man Who Fell to Earth caught 1,000 to increase its viewership. Yellowstone, 2,000 points on Amazon. Yellowstone, 2,000 points on iTunes. Yellowstone, uh, 1,000 points on Google. This is why it's kind of bullshit that it did get snubbed for because like these are three major platforms amazon apple google uh and they're number one on all of them so people are watching this show i think that's where the emmys and these award shows are kind of behind the times is they're still kind of viewing it through one funnel of like well people aren't watching yellowstone because like it's a basic cable show essentially i think they just now like officially moved it to paramount plus but that was a show that was on the Paramount Network, which is basic cable. So it was probably one of those shows like It's Always Sunny or The League where people were like, oh, yeah, people like it, but it's not a real TV show. And then Paramount Plus came out and they started throwing all of their like major network shit SWAT. Like a lot of shows are moving to that network. So it gave legitimacy to a lot of these shows that people watch on their service. And they're like, well, fuck, we have to acknowledge Yellowstone now. Um, but now we can go over the standings here, and I will pop over and show this to you. Um, 
because you gotta see you gotta see the standings um here we go here is the grid so because of the nature of how i kind of restructured the points about how only certain shows are going to get certain points i took away the promotion and relegation end of it because shows aren't going to be so stagnant because the only shows that are in the league are going to be the ones that score points um so ncis still number one but yellowstone caught it this week because it had four or five thousand points so we have fifty nine thousand points uh for ncis but yellowstone is right there with fifty five thousand right there then you got Grey's Anatomy number three with 44,000. Coco Melon at number four with 36,000. And then Criminal Minds finishes the top five. Then six through 15, we have Ozark Survivor. Uh, all on reruns with Survivor. That's why reruns count now. Um, Seinfeld, Chicago Fire, Better Call Saul number 10 cracked its way into the top 10. And it's not done. Better Call Saul. And now that it got nominated especially, it's going to get a double pump in uh online because people that didn't watch it are gonna be like oh that better call Saul show i like i like that bob odin crack um blue bloods number 11 law and order special victims unit um and then i'll just scroll and say shows as i like them um bridgerton lower than i thought it was gonna be bridgerton was a fucking monster last year and i think it's um that's when you see the quality because i think Netflix has trained their viewers to like, I don't know, kind of ignore quality and just be excited that the show's back. And I think Bridgerton season two is the first time people watched it once and were like, eh, this is kind of bad. So, the, so they were like, yeah. So it's, yeah, it's slower. Uh, not a lot of hardcore fucking, not a lot of hardcore interracial fucking. I know a lot of people are bummed that the Black Queen isn't in it as much. Her little doggo. Yeah. I think people thought, because it's based on different books, and I think people thought they were just going to live in the world of the first book and extend it. But they're just doing it like fucking Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe style, where they're making different seasons about different books. And I hear the books are very much like some take place in completely other different, like they're about different people and they're about sub characters and shit. Um, yeah. The Bridgetons. Um, so, yeah, there's 354 shows. Now, I did kind of, this is kind of a fucked up season of the league because I should kind of go back and figure out if there's any shows that should be eliminated. Um, but a lot of these points aren't like, this is a very iffy season. I think I'm going to put an asterisk next to the first two winners because next season is going to be the third season of the TV league. And that's going to be the first kind of like, we have our ironclad fucking system in place here. Um, but at the bottom, let's go to the bottom end here. Uh, we have a rerun of Fantasy Island getting people up there. So that's got 100. Crime Scene Kitchen, 100. Burn Notice. These are all your popularity points. Anything with a 100 or something is just like a low-level um, low bullshit. That should even be my cutoff. Because really the lowest points you can get in my current point system is 600 points. So anything below 600 should just be chopped. Um, I think that's what I'm going to do. 
Um, but yeah, that's TV League, and now we'll go into the TV history portion of it. I actually have some good fucking stuff pulled up for TV history here. So it's July 10th, the week of July 10th, 1995. Let's pull up that sub window. Um, on Monday, July 10th, we're still in, uh, just like currently, we're still in rerun times in July 10th, 1995. Um, th the only kind of, because you know I like to show if, uh, showcase shows that really weren't on or, or were bad. So we had like Murphy Brown and The Nanny. These were popular shows. So I focused on this Dave World show which was popular at the time, but I don't think people remember. This is a Harry Anderson show. Harry Anderson got several opportunities post-Night Court, um, and this one caught fire. This is a show that was on from 93 to 97, kind of like that fucking... Uh Look at that hair. Oh, wait. I think I got multiple things going on here. Yeah. Still had commercials going classic staple of the show me having multiple audios at the same time donald the turtle oh not donald he was so young oh yeah this was an era prime era of you needed one character that was the stupid bitch like not even subtly of like airhead like you could poke them with a needle and they would explode brains all over the place soul goes to heaven where it grows fangs and hovers over your bed. <laughs> yeah, this is already classic structure of a 90s sitcom. You have Harry Anderson, the dad with the mullet, who, like, is trying to be Seinfeld. Look at those acid, acid wash jeans. Um, loafers. But you got one kid who's, like, a genius. He's, like, more grown up. You needed one kid that's more grown up than the parent because the parent's the butt of all the jokes. He's the one making all the mistakes. But you need one successful kid because you need it to where he's not like a degenerate father. But he is a degenerate father. That's the comedy of the show. We emerge from a European bathroom to state in our loud Ooh, I could do that. casual. I could just kill the sound like that. Look at that computer he's working on. Hello, <laughs> Susan. Best wishes. Dave Barry. The classic reading the joke through writing. Dear Dave. Who cares about your life? You're a moron. <laughs> I hope you die. Signed, Jimmy. To Jimmy, best. Little nineties edge. Harry. Harry Anderson was all over the place in the fucking nineties. The It movie, Night Court, this. I think he had another sitcom too. He was he did guest spots. I think he was on Seinfeld a bunch. Harry Anderson, I think, and I think that's probably, didn't he kill himself or did he die of cancer? Hey, Google, how did Harry Anderson die? Let's get Google involved. The cause of death of Harry Anderson was flu. He died of the flu? Oh, poor Harry Anderson. I mean, the guy gets a sitcom. All right. Picking up the nuances of the language, huh? On my other house, I learned a word. Oh, another classic staple. <laughs> the uh, making fun of the foreigner. We got a classic staple here. In America, we have assistance. C. C-section. <laughs> yeah, this is Annette. She's our exchange student. She's going to be staying with us a few days. Oh, I hope she's 18. Hi, Annette. I'm Dave. Welcome to our home. Merci. 
And now this is Mia. Ah, your mistress. <laughs> She's your painted whore. No, in France you have mistresses. In America we have assistants. <coughs> no cough button. You need to hear the COVID coughs. The day she got here, her host family split up. He had an assistant too. I was sold here by the Russians. Your family paid the highest for me. They promised no violent sex. Look at all that fucking shit in the background. That is like set designed like a motherfucker. She got here. Her host family split up. Look at all that shit. All those pictures of a family that clearly wants nothing to do with them. Here a little while, and you're already picking up the nuances of the language. Huh? From my other house, I learned the words restraining order and get out, you rat bastard. I lived with Mafia family. This is so great. Because this is New York. I bet you it's got to be a New York show. Every sitcom took place in New York in the 90s. Love getting to know other cultures. Oh, you have been abroad? Oh, sure. I've been to Canada. <laughs> It's really wild. Talk about a culture shock. Do you know that their bacon is really ham? Okay, so she is the, I think, yeah, she's dumb bitch. She's dumb airhead. You can pop her. Let's go to the next thing. Let's go to this birdcage guy no, here. No, 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 What do you mean? It's funny. No, no. What is that, Pete Davidson? We got a young, is that a nine-year-old Pete Davidson here? No, no. My dad's going to die in 9-11. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. No, here come Harry Anderson's coming in with a young Pete Davidson. The seven-year-old here. What are the Twin Towers, Dad? Hey, I remember you. You were in here last week. You bought an African box turtle. Turtle died. You told us the colored people smell funny. And I told you that was just the turtle food. And you were like, whatever. So young. Well, you know the turtle creed. Live slow, die young, leave a good-looking shell. <laughs> No, I'm not familiar with that creed. Well, where's the guy who helped me last week? He got a monkey. Man, monkey. that I I gotta know how mulleted, like look how feathered that hair is. And this is no, I'm not familiar with several that seasons in. 93, I'll let that haircut slide. But this is 1995. You gotta thin that down a little bit. Like let's not fucking let's not froof so much. Let's get a little anti-frizz in there. Look at that smile. That's the smile of a guy who knows he's about to catch the wrong bug. He died of not COVID. What a sad bastard. He didn't even get the, like, he died of, like, the bitch-ass flu. Where's the guy who helped me last I'm only accepting it if his liver was weak from heroin or something like that. He got a monkey bite. He can't move half his face. You should see him try to eat soup. And he's half price. Those monkeys rip people's faces off. We're about to shoot that one with a shotgun. Um, no, we were thinking more of a smallish pet. You know, something hardy. More a plant than a pet. Really. How about a parrot? They're you know, like because I am a mess of a father, so this has to be an animal that I do not have to take care of. Hotcakes. Pet of the 90s. I don't think so. Oh, come on. You ever had a house fire? A parrot will save your life. No, 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 no. Don't make me get the monkey. <laughs> Rip the, jeez, fucking, that's the next scene. The monkey just rips the bird to shreds. Yeah, that's not what I want. What's that? A rabbit. I named him Puffy. Oh, well, Willie, he looks pretty big. That would be a lot of responsibility. I could take care of him. 
Honey, how about something that you can't crush with your bare hands because you have weird child strength where you can't control it? Uh, you roll off your bed. Let's just get something that you can fall on top of and not kill. Tell your mom not to vacuum so close to the cage. I want him. I want him. I want him. I want him. Willie, what have we said about throwing... Jumping up and down as L.A. gears are lighting up. Throwing temper tantrums in public. Remember L.A. gears? Remember when shoes had lights in them, motherfuckers? None of this back heel rollerblade shit. We were putting on shows as we scurried about through life. Parents, unattentive, thinking the world was good. Confident Roe v. Way wouldn't get overturned. Watching the OJ trial. Thinking up myths about black people and then feeding them to us. But our shoes lit up. It was a good time. put you and Puffy in the love room. What's the love room? Just a little area where your child and his new friend can get acquainted. Uh, no. <laughs> no love room. Come on out of the... No, Willie, don't not... Yeah, look. Love... Look, he's in jail. He's in, he's in adorable jail right here. <laughs> he's like, the rabbits shit all over the people, so we have to put him in this little caged area so it doesn't shit all over the store. But he is going to shit all over your son. Take visa. That was always, I always wanted a rabbit as a kid, but my mom was just straight up like, they shit all the time. Like, ev she was like, they shit every 10 seconds. They're like yeah. birds. She was like, I'm not cleaning up that shit. You're definitely not cleaning up that shit. Yeah. Did you, you, you used to, it used to chill in the backyard, didn't it? Hell yeah. Yeah. You build an enclosure in the backyard for it. And then in LA, a hawk would just burst through that enclosure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it was also Texas. Harry Anderson can't handle Texas. You think that hair can handle the Texas heat? That's a northeast fucking perm right there. Look at see they got it in the enclosure. Oh man. Oh, what if that's a part of the storyline Harry Anderson just hacks his hand off? That's very dangerous. See, this is a perfect example of just frivolous 90s bullshit. Like, he's got that lawnmower tilted over on its side. He's just fiddling with that blade. Those fucking lawnmower blades are on a spring. If they jam, you're not supposed to, like, flip it over because if you unjam it, it'll, like, like, it'll catch back up. That's how my Uncle Dean cut his finger off. You got to fucking just let it lie, bro. Well, I jammed up the blade on Jerry the Gerbil's headstone. <laughs> well, it's only fitting. That's how you wiped out Jerry. That's why I told you we should have put it in your butt when we were having sex this week. It's the 90s. We got to try new stuff. Jerry. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, dick neighbors. And here enter the idiot neighbors. Usually the funniest people on the show. That fertilizer you asked for? Yeah, we got three more bags of manure. Out in Kerry's Porsche. Manure? Wait a minute. You mean the stuff we've been carrying in my Porsche is manure? <laughs> what did you think that smell was? <laughs> I'm telling you, we live in the suburbs. Why do you have a Porsche, you small dicked loser? Look at that. You think you could fit his Porsche in those pants? <laughs> Wait a minute. Is that why you kept looking at me and asking me if I needed to stop? So what do you need this stuff for? I figured you guys given up on gardening. 
Why would we? Well, after that poison sumac salad that you made for us. Hey, Look at her crouching like fucking fucking uh, Ivan Rodriguez over there. Pudge. Up in time, you big baby. <laughs> like Mike Piazza in a garden. The garden is our exchange student's idea. She says we have perfect soil. As well as creamy white skin like her younger sister back in France. Mm. Um, would you like some lemonade? Yes, and that thanks. I'm telling you, he's terrific. She insists on helping around the house. This morning, she's she, very white. He made for us a traditional French country breakfast. Ooh, that sounds great. What did she serve? Toast. <laughs> anyway, that's Dave's World. That show was on for five years. Uh, but next, we'll go to this one. We got the All Star Game from 1995. Now, this is interesting for me to watch because I wasn't. 1995 is like my entry to sports. Like, I was really, really Power Ranger-centric in 1995. That's why I watched the goddamn OJ trial so much, because I was trying to figure out the fuck was going on with this Green Ranger. Were her and Tommy going to kiss or what? Uh, so 1995 was the first bear season I watched. 1996 is when I really got into the Cubs. So I'm interested to watch this, because 95, there's still some, like, old head baseball shit going on. Ozzie Smith still playing. Ozzie Smith played in the 1984 World Series. He was fucking done at this point. Look at that. They're making a big deal that fucking other countries are finally covering baseball. Been around for hundreds of years. Finally got a Japanese guy over there with a microphone. Oh, no, that's he's Spanish. That's Telemundo. My bad. He could pass for Japanese. Sounded like he was speaking Japanese. That's how not Mexican I am. I heard a guy speaking Spanish, and I'm like, oh, he's Japanese. Look at that Reebok shirt. Oh, that logo was everywhere in the 90s. On Zumba pants, shoes. Dodger rookie sensation Hideo Nomo in Seattle's 6'10". Hideo Nomo, you bet your ass. If you're saying, Keith, did your dad make homophobic puns based off Nomo's last name? <laughs> you bet your fucking ass he did. Also, where you're like, did it also make a double-edged sword because Hideo Nomo was Japanese or whatever, so he got to make all sorts of ethnic jokes? Yeah, you're right about that, too. Steve Pazel liked when Hideo Nomo pitched. And he had a weird, goofy release. He really wasn't doing himself any favors for racist people in the 90s. Look at that fucking mullet. I mean, if he would have fucking killed that pigeon with that mullet, it would have made it so much better. I mean, for people who don't know, that's Randy Johnson, the big unit. Huge, seven feet tall, famous for murdering a pigeon with a baseball. He threw a pitch in spring training, and just as it came across... In fact, let's show that. Let's show Randy Johnson murking a pigeon. Randy Johnson killing a fucking pigeon. Here we go. Kills bird with fastball. Even PETA was like, good job. Like, this is just freak action type shit. Now, it might be a little little hard here let me do it like this making a little adjustment boys here we go i'll show you a bigger version of it to camera two all right here we go 
Oh, look at that. There's no more bird. The bird disappears. Actually, on a cleaner shot, you see the carcass bounce a little bit past home plate. That's how powerful a ball he threw. He hits the bird, creates that cloud of feathers. The carcass of the bird gets blasted back behind home plate. Pure power, pure velocity. It went, it went. And then the crowd just. Oh, yeah? Hell yeah. I mean, that's on the bird, dude. Ted Lasso, I'm down for that. A lot of COVID watching. We did the boys. It was great. Look at that. Look at that mullet. This is Tony Gwynn. Tony Gwynn had a weird voice. Like, he didn't sound like, you know, because he got throat cancer later in life. So it's weird that he didn't have, like, a gruff coach's voice. There's Kirby Puckett. He fucking abused women physically. I mean, he was five foot three, so he had to. Uh, but then, uh, if there is a God, he cursed him with blindness later in life. Kirby Puckett could not see towards the end of his life. Yeah, he had some sort of, like, hardcore glaucoma. But he was a wife beater, so who cares? Yeah. Hit a home run in the 1991 World Series to win that motherfucker. My friend John Idy was there. Got to go just on a whim. You live in Minneapolis on a Tuesday afternoon, you just get to go to the World Series. Look at that. That's a young fucking insert Mexican baseball player. No, that's probably Nomo. I'm getting them all wrong. Look at Cal Ripken. Fucking just getting off the iron. He's just like, I can finally sit on the bench. I broke the record. Let's celebrate. The 66th All-Star Game is next. Four games in 19 major leagues. Look at that. That's New Texas Stadium. So to put this into context, that stadium that you see on the screen right now was built in 1994 and two years ago was deemed unfit and te the Texas Rangers built a new stadium. Now, here's the reality of what they didn't want to admit. The dipshits who built this stadium put it directly into the sun. So when the sun gets to the top of the stadium, I guess it gets to like, it gets so hot, hundreds of degrees. So they were like, they literally needed to build a new stadium so it could face the other direction. The new stadium literally looks like an air conditioner now. Seasons. He won 20 or more games in a season seven Here, I'll times pull that up. and earned the 1971 National League Cy Young Award. He pitched six seasons for the Texas Rangers, winning 93 games, including oh, a club record 25 yeah. games in 1974. A three-time All-Star. Please welcome Hall of Famer Ferguson Jenkins. Ferguson Jenkins. <laughs> Fergie Jenkins, definitely one of those people. Like, look how that stadium looks now. That is a, that's an air conditioner that's next to your house. Like, it's so ugly now. The old, the old stadium is so pretty looking. Like, there's the, there's the outside of the old stadium, the one that's too hot. It's beautiful. Like, that's beautiful. It's a football stadium now. They kept it up because it's so new. Here's the new one. Look how ugly that is. Yeah, and the inside looks pretty dope. It's where they had the World Series. That's where the Dodgers won the World Series. But yeah, they use it now. 
No, there were fans. They just were, they all, the, every game was in Texas. That's why they did it there because Texas was just like, we'll fucking go full, full cap in this bitch. We don't give a fuck. Everybody on Yeah. They won. I'm sorry. Just like I, just like you got to accept that the Astros won, the Dodgers also won. Yeah, they suck dick. Your team sucks dick. Look at Billy Connors. That guy looked like, I was going to say that's Lasorda Jr. right there. And Brian Butterfield. What a fucking, you hear a guy go, butter. The coaches from the Milwaukee Brewers. Phil Garner. Ooh, Phil Garner. Fucking, he was the manager of the Brewers when I started watching baseball. See, I don't remember Phil Garner. Oh, no, so I guess he was the manager, so he's the AL coach. And from the Look at that. That's when the Brewers went to that dark blue. They were so bad. That's the Jeremy Burnett's fucking dog shit when they moved to the National League. They're still in the American League here, but they soon moved to the National League to make room for the Tampa Bay Rays. Because they had to restructure the league when they added the two new teams. Texas Rangers, Johnny Oates. Johnny Oates definitely doesn't approve of how much color is in this game anymore. Look at that guy. He, re he remembers a better game. That's how shitty the Rangers were. They're just like, all right, we got a coach in. And now they had Juan Gonzalez, too. He was fucking almost batting 400 and shit. But that's it. They had Juan Gonzalez... They had Pudge Rodriguez. I think they had fucking one other big giant Dominican hitter, and that was it. They had Canseco. I think Canseco was on the Rangers in 95. But he was like fucking roided out hard. All-star team from the Boston Red Sox, pitcher Eric Hansen. Look at that. Just loads of charisma right there. And first baseman, Mo Vaughn. Hell yeah. Mo Vaughn got traded from the Angels. Or no, he gets traded to the Angels and fucking dominates after this. I don't remember Mo Vaughn on the Red Sox. From the California Angels. Look at that. I love those Angels jerseys. They need to go back to that. When they were the California Angels. Fielder, Jim Edmonds. Jimmy Edds, future Cub. We got him at the tail end. He was not young like that. Pitcher Chuck Finley. Infielder Gary DeSarcina. Ooh. And pitcher Lee Smith. Representing the Italians. Want to do something here. Go to best of date. Want to go to best of date to see what was going on. What day is the All-Star Game? This is July 11th, 1995. See, I don't remember all of these people at the time. Like, Seitzer was on a different team when I started watching baseball. But these are all... This is getting right up my alley here. From the New York Yankees, catcher Mike... Stanley. So here's what was going on July 11th, 1995. Fucking A, TLC Waterfalls. It's interesting that I brought up the Boz when Baps was on. Don't go. Ch I'm telling you, it used to get me so mad when my sister called me T Boz. I did have long sideburns. I let them go. 
it was a, I wanted long Kurt Cobain hair and I knew you had to let the sideburns go to achieve like part of the long hair, but it didn't work out. Um, so yeah, waterfalls don't take it personal by Monica. Uh, notorious B I G was still killing it. Pocahontas was at the box office. You goddamn right. It was Clinton balancing the budget. Um, hell yeah. Coolio. Fucking making people put fucking bendy, bendy fucking ties in their hair so they can get all weird. What else? Let's go. Oh, because the Spurs went to the conference finals in 1995. They lost to the Houston Rockets. The Rockets denied them, I believe, two titles in the 90s. Yeah, they were 99. It was the... the No, the Bulls went... Um, so yeah, Newt time person of the year. So yeah, in 1995, the best NBA players were David Robinson, Carl Malone, Scottie Pippen, John Stockton, Penny Hardaway. I love Penny Hardaway. Charles Barkley, Kemp, Shaq, Gary Payton, Mitch Richmond, Detlef Shrimp, Seattle Supersonics, fucking Dennis Rob Rip Sonics, everybody. Bring the Sonics back, dude. Hakeem Olajuwon, Hakeem Olajuwon fucking face fucking David Robinson in those conference finals. Reggie Miller, who I hate, uh, and Clyde Drexler. Not personally. You just you shot too many threes against Jordan. When you when Reggie Miller became a problem for the Bulls in the late nineties, they were done with me. Um Hell yeah, Seal Kissed by a Rose was still riding high off Batman Forever. Pogs were killing it, dude. Scrunchies. Nineteen ninety five was just the fucking peak of my life. Ninety five, ninety six. Goosebumps books. Game Boys killing it. All right, let's get into the facts here. What happened around the time? The Houston Rockets win the 1995 NBA Finals after they defeat the Orlando Magic. Four zip. Um, Jagged Little Pill by Alanis Morissette's coming out at this time. Bjork's releasing fucking songs, chanting in there. Batman Forever came out. I begged my Uncle Tom. He was so disappointed. He, like, the night before... Because he took me to see Batman 1 and Batman 2, but like not, it wasn't like he was setting a tradition. I saw Batman 1 when I was a baby, and then he took me to see Batman Returns in the theaters. But in my head, that just locked in like, oh, my Uncle Tom takes me to Batman movies opening night. So the night before Batman Forever came out, I called him and pretty much forced him to take me to the movie. He did the thing where like on the phone, he went, I guess bought us this is back the sign of how fucking plentiful the 90s was 60 piece nugget on the way there 60 pieces they would sell you 60 chicken nuggets for i believe under 10 dollars in the 90s less than a dollar for every nugget for sure um berg camp joins arsenal that's something i care about now oh yeah fucking history came out the new michael jackson record michael jackson was poking fucking lisa marie per uh, Elvis Presley's daughter. That was big news going on at that time. Hugh Grant is arrested for buying a hooker in Los Angeles. Go Hugh. Hell yeah. You're about to be in love actually, bro. Who gives a shit? Um, Iowa television anchor Jody Hewson-Schrute goes missing. I imagine she died. 502 people are killed as a department store collapses during a structural failure in Sampung, South Korea. That's fun. 
Not for them, but I mean, it's a pretty cool disaster. It's a pretty cool disaster to die in. I think my friend, I think my friend Mike had a joke where like, it sucks that you died, but when you went to the afterlife, you would brag about dying that way. Be like, fuck, dude, a supermarket collapsed on me. How did you die? Fucking cancer. How did you die? Fire ants. Apollo 13 and Judge Dredd are out. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Just sh- Apollo 13 and Gump. Tom Hanks was really the only one putting out good movies in the 90s. Everything else was shit. Species, Power Rangers, Judge Dredd. And these are movies I love. But really, when you look back on it, the quality of life made you believe that the 90s were filled with more, like, better creative endeavors. But it really wasn't. Um... July 12th, let's see, website New Grounds is founded by Tom Fulp. Robin Williams announces that he is, oh, Robbie Williams, that he announces that he's leaving Take That. I don't know Take That Robbie Williams. I only know Solo Robbie. Hale Bop is discovered. Oh boy, do I remember Hale Bop. My elementary school had a telescope outside and just the public could look at Hale Bop as they walked past. Hale Bop also spurned a cult. Anytime, that's why I miss comets. They're fucking... People will wear funny shoes and kill themselves after it passes. Waterworld came out. Oh, yeah, this is when fucking the fucking death row East Coast battle was going on hard. Tension at the Source Awards every year. It was really exciting. Who the fuck is singing this song? I'd rather hear Roseanne, to be quite honest with you. We're so gallant. A fucking Lenny Dykstra leading off. The Indians in Leopard have made second. And Randy Johnson on the mound. He'll be followed probably by Apier. Then we'll see Dennis Martinez. September, everybody. of the night. You have to things. It doesn't have to pitch five to win. And a catch. Hell yeah, that Dykstra. Starts him with a fastball, missing ball one. Lenny Dykstra and at the plate. Among other things, just with Johnson. One of the biggest pieces of shit in humanity, Lenny Dykstra. Just gambling debts. Probably ain't seen a child or two in a decade. And that's the reason for the momentary delay. But Johnson gets to face four left-handed batters. But yeah, well, this is on. We'll go through the rest of what was on TV. And I think that's that. So we have new episodes of Northern Exposure were on here. Not a lot of good stuff. The OJ trial really was the best thing on TV looking back on it. Northern Exposure was good, but that to me isn't primetime TV. I think it's because I saw so much Northern Exposure on like the Hallmark channel that it doesn't ring as primetime TV. Like there are some shows that have been reran so much, I can't accept them as like, oh, this show was on at 7 p.m. when you were ready for like quality fucking television. But what I really wanted to talk about, let's zero out. There is a TGIF lineup. This, I was TGIFing hard during this era. Family Matters, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, Hanging with Mr. Cooper. That's like the fucking dream team lineup. They would add a couple good, more good shows in there, but like that's the fucking lineup. They added an Olsen Twins show, fucking two of a kind at some point in like 99, 2000. But this is the fucking, the lineup right here. Uh... My dad would order fucking pizza. He would bring his roofing cash home. 
And that was back when this blew my mind recently thinking about it. My dad would order from a restaurant that we were outside of the delivery zone, but they would still come. This motherfucker had to bring $80 worth of food, no GPS, no phone to call us if he got lost, to our house and hope that my inebriated dad had enough money and a tip. Like delivering was really a coin toss back in the 90s. You really earned that money. My nose sounds disgusting. You're six, ten, you're all I think my nose is telling me, like, end the show. End the show. Oh, yeah, Kirby Puckett got super fat, too. Rob Aponte was here. I'm sorry. Sorry I didn't see you in the chat. It's the COVID. It was the COVID. I'm blaming the COVID. I've been blaming COVID on everything, Rob, so... But yeah, Tony Gwynn. Rip Tony Gwynn. When he died of cancer, everybody was like, what? Tony Gwynn fucking chawed the fucking... Chewed the backy? Look at this is like pre-steroids Barry Bonds right here. Yeah. Yeah. Three more starts than his father had. Look how Bonds lanky he was. Dad won it in I feel like steroids took away the fucking features of that mustache, too. One and the count. Dykstra at first base. What's up? Oh, hell yeah. Out in the first inning, in the first inning that the best thing oh, no. Glenn fucking went back too far. See it? Barry Bonds making his fourth consecutive All-Star. Uh. Yeah, it's a little caterpillar. Start. Three more starts and his five. I remember 19. I think it's 95. I, Rob, correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first year Bonds is on the Giants. And people shat their pants because he got a... He got like a $10 million contract and it was like the richest contract in the history of baseball and people shat their, they shat themselves. Father had, but Bobby was an awesome. What's up? I mean, he fucking banged out like 500 homers for him. I think they'll take it. They, they never won a world series. They got to one. The angels beat him with no, their fucking. Oh yeah. No, he made them. Yeah. He, yeah. Oh, he would cost four hundred million dollars if it was today's money. Star game MVP. Dad wanted. And he hit a home run in his first at bat in at the San Francisco Giants Candlestick Park, and he cried and shit because he was a Giants fan as a kid. Seventy-three. Riverside County's own Riverside, California's own Barry Bonds. Yeah, big unit fucking rips through people here. It's the final score is three two, so I feel like there's not a lot of exciting offense here. And I got to be quite honest with you, I'm getting wore out from COVID. Um, so I think we're easing out of the show here. Um, but I had a good time. I know Rob, you came on late. I apologize. Um, but I hope it was fun. Did you have a good time while you're here? I'm going to put this up on audio as soon as we go live. Uh, and for people who watch this on YouTube, you wonder like, who's he talking to? I don't see the chat. That's why you got to watch live. Um, also Rob, let me fill you in on what I told James up top earlier. Um, over the next year, I'm going to save up money and within 12 months, I want to start privately hosting this show so we don't have to edit anything out and you get the full show. Because like I rationalized it, 
If 38 people only listen to this show, I'd rather give them the full show and hope that they decide to like really support it. And then, you know, I'd rather make $400 than nothing and getting my show sliced up like goddamn cheese on YouTube. Um, but yeah, let me fucking put that down. I don't, uh, I gotta reshuffle things here because I don't got the outro version of the song, but. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and watching. The show will be up on YouTube. Who the fuck knows when? Whenever it gets, whenever the copyrights that I'm sure I'll get flagged for get uh, settled. But it'll be up in full uh, wherever you get your audio podcast: Spotify, Apple, wherever the fuck. Uh, private hosting site in the future. New website coming out in the future. Big things. Only big things coming for this show. Uh, I believe I did very well with COVID. So suck my dick. Uh, see you next week. I love you. We are off the air when we are off the air.